For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Football's finally here, guys. Welcome back to the Blue Stable Podcast, official Colts podcast of Fan Sided. Of course, you know who I am. Hopefully, I'm not really that famous, but also I am Michael Terraza. Joined by me back is Destin Adams. Rashad, unfortunately, this go-around was not able to join. He will be back soon, soon, soon. He will be back, but joining us today our two very special guests, George and Sammy Jajur from or the, the drummer. I was trying to give a big-time introduction, but uh, Sports on Tap Seattle. What's going on, George and Sammy? We're doing good, man. We really appreciate you guys having us on. Uh, we'll be friendly today, but come Sunday, man, I think we're going to be – I don't know if we can talk on Sunday. <laughs> No, nah, man, no, nah, no, nah, we, don't, we don't need to cut all the friendly stuff. The friendly stuff was before we hit record. Now it's enemy territory, all right? Now we're going to get into it. We're going to start bashing each other's heads in. Um, so, Destin, welcome back. Is there anything that you would uh, like to say before we get this massacre going? Sorry to the listeners that I left you guys with Michael by himself running the show with two guests this week. The wife sprung it on me the last second that we had a parent, baby parenting um, class that day, um, and it ran long. Um, learned a lot. Watched some videos that I can't unsee. Um, but um, I'm back. I'm ready. I'm super excited to talk um, with George and Sammy today because this means that football is actually back. We've been saying football is back for months. Um, it feels like that's our intro every single time that football is back. Preseason, training camp. No, screw all that crap, all right? It's regular season time. It's football is back. Okay. Season. I'm so proud of you, Dustin. You got some energy now. I'm so that's- proud of you. I'm like a proud father right now. Uh- Who's younger than me? Going into into our first segment, okay, with George and Sammy, we're going to go, like, one by one. We're going to start with George, okay? We're going to give, first, a matchup in this game, Seattle, Indy. We're going to give a matchup of what we're most confident in, okay? So, again, guys, brace yourselves. I don't know how this conversation is going to go. I'm not going to sure if there's going to be blasphemous takes or ludicrous takes or anything like that, but... It's going to be one hell of a show. So, George, let's start this off. Oh, actually, before we do that, why don't you guys introduce yourselves? All right. Well, 
I'm Sammy, and uh, George is the one that you heard before. And uh, we're from Sports on Tap Seattle. And uh, we're two brothers that decided to just talk some Seahawks football because we're raised in Seattle and we love Seahawks sports or Seattle sports and we love the Seahawks. And, uh, you know, we're just really ready for this this season and uh, we're, we're excited for our first win this Sunday. Now, do you have any apparel with the number 12 on it for the 12th Army? Or the 12th we man. do not actually. Wow. <laughs> guys, we, we didn't even bring you guys real Seattle fans. My bad, guys. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm like more of a, you know, like a classic hat. Uh, we're more like classic T-shirt type of guys. The 12th man stuff, uh, I love it because it's our, our fans are great, but just never really bought the apparel of just the straight 12 stuff. Yeah, like, for example, I'm a throwback type of guy, so I like to buy throwback stuff. So you guys can't see my, my shirt right now, but this is a 1917 – Seattle Metropolitan Stanley Cup shirt right now. I would say 1917 falls and throwback. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say that counts. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> so everything I buy is throwback. And uh, we're traveling right now, working remotely, as we told you before the podcast, out of Medellin, Colombia. So I just actually bought like three days ago a throwback Seattle Seahawks denim uh, hat. So that's waiting for me back home right now. So when we get back home, I'll have a new denim uh, throwback hat. So I'm, I'm more of a throwback type of guy. Hey, I like it. I like okay. it. I, I, I'll, I'll give you guys a pass for not having like the 12 hey, man flag. I'm not going to lie. I thought he was going to flash how, how wealthy he was and say, I just bought a house down here. Like, oh, hey, that's something everyone does every <laughs> every other day. But otra vez, let's get it going. Uh, George, let's start off with you. What matchup are you most confident in going into this Sunday's game between the Seahawks and the Colts? Man, so... This was a tough one for me because I saw it on the breakdown and I am honestly, I think this is such an evenly matched team that I didn't really find anything that where I said I was so confident in, right? But I was more intrigued out of anything else. And my intrigue is a revamped defensive line against your guys' very good offensive line because I think that's where the game is going to be won. The game is going to be won in the trenches. Can we get some pressure on Carson Wentz because there's one thing we know about Carson Wentz and this is your first time you know seeing him as a Colts quarterback in a regular season game Carson Wentz thrives when he has time in the pocket Carson Wentz struggled last year with the Philadelphia Eagles why because they couldn't protect the quarterback so we have Carlos Dunlap you guys have a great um uh offensive line so that's really i couldn't find a place where i was confident but i'm more intrigued because i think that this game is going to be one in the trenches can your offensive line protect carson wentz and can we get pressure on carson wentz and i'm nervous about it because last year early in the season the seahawks got no pressure on anyone by week 9 10 11 we're starting to get pressure on people and our corners are so damn weak and i I sound like i'm i'm always like the pessimistic scared fan don't worry you're speaking facts yeah, I'm just like, we need to get pressure if we want to win this game. So this is the most important matchup in the whole entire game. Can we get pressure on Carson Wentz? And, I mean, I think a lot of Colts fans have looked at the matchup and thought the same thing that you're kind of saying, that the Seahawks struggled to create pressure last year. Um, now, the Dunlap trade, um, it took him a few weeks to get a little bit um, his feet wet in Seattle. But, I mean, he even started to get pressure near the end of the year. Um But the thing with Seattle to me that I think a lot of Colts fans don't understand is Seattle runs a very creative pass rush like scheme. They really do. They they throw so many things at teams. And I'm really interested to see 
how the Colts hold up against it. Um, the left tackle situation, we're not 100% sure who's going to be out there. Um, if you would have asked me three days ago, I would have assumed Eric Fisher had no chance of playing because um, that's just where it kind of seemed like it was going. But, I mean, he's been a light participant the last two days in practice. He's trying to make <clears> it a go, it feels like. So, if Fisher's out there, maybe I'm a little bit more confident in that matchup as a Colts fan. But I really am curious to see what Seattle throws at us. I mean, they even like to blitz Jamal Adams. Um, he's a guy that probably people don't think is on that defensive line. But, I mean, he blitzes probably more than any safety in the league, um, which is why he wanted so much money he got this last offseason because he feels like he plays so many different spots. Um, but that, that really is going to be an interesting matchup for sure. Yeah, and I think you did say something. Second half of the year, especially with Jamal Adams and Dunlap, I think the Seahawks went from last – in sacks in the first eight games. And I think they were top five. I think it was three or second or third in the second half of the year, once Dunlap and Adams was in and everybody's healthy. So it's kind of one of those complicated situations. Like, is that going to last? What's going on with the Colts offensive line? It's, it's a really, it's really intriguing, especially for week one, where you don't really know what teams are looking like yet. For sure. For sure. Um, so, I mean, I think I'm up next on our list. Um, just given a, a matchup that I like a lot as a Colts fan. Um, the one that I'm going to go here, um, I'm going to go the rushing attack for the Colts. I'm re I really am pretty confident that the Colts are going to be able to run the ball this week. Um, I mean, the Colts want to run the damn ball. I mean, that's just, that's a slogan they like to use. There's hats in the locker room. Um, and everything points to, even if it's a busy running back room with Mac and Hines behind Taylor, all signs are right now is that Taylor is going to be the bell cow and those guys are going to get work in when they can. I really just, I really like the interior matchup the most for the Colts. I really do. The left guard to right guard situation with Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly and Glowinski for the Colts going up against the interior of Seattle. I really think the Colts win that matchup in my opinion. Um, so I think there's going to be a lot of push there. Um, and you mentioned Carson Wentz earlier and what a better way to welcome him to Indy than giving him an hundred yard rushing game from a guy like Jonathan Taylor, mm. hopefully. Um, so that's the matchup that I'm going with. I really think the Colts are going to be able to run the ball this week. Yeah, I just want to like piggyback off that. So here's the thing with that. So the Seahawks last year were the number one team in the least yards after contact with tackles. But we lost K.J. Wright, who is a fantastic tackler. So in a weird way, we wonder as Seahawks fans, are we still going to be able to avoid the yards after contact? And I know Jonathan Taylor is a physical running back, right? So something has to give here. Is it K.J. Wright? Was it Bobby Wagner? What is it that made the Seahawks so good at tackling? Is it coaching? Because if it's coaching, yeah, we can contain Jonathan Taylor. If not... That scares me as a Seahawks fan, right? So, I mean, there's a lot of, like, matchups here, and I feel like the Colts are, you know, well-equipped to match up against the Seahawks. And I think Seahawks overall are a better football team. As a Seahawks fan, I'm, obviously, I'm going to say that. But in general, it's just like, I think this is a very even matchup between two teams that are really evenly matched on both sides of the football. Okay, I think next we're going to go with Sammy. All right. The, the matchup I like is the Seahawks receivers against the Colts corners. Now, oh, I, don't, I know the Colts, they're not, not an awful defensive back group, but I mean, not compared to the Seahawks. You look at like PFF rankings, I mean, the Seahawks are 29th in corners in the defensive back group. Um, I think Colts were 13th when I looked at it. So mid-level, but I mean, the Seahawks receiving core, D. Eskridge, we don't know what he's going to be as a rookie, but D.K. Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, and now with the addition – 
uh, Gerald Everett at tight end. Like there's just a lot of good receivers and tight ends at that position for the Seahawks and Russell Wilson. Everybody can say this, but you know, there's all these things that he's on a mission this year. He's really like locked in now and, you know, new offensive coordinator with the Colts secondary that is going to rank somewhere half like in the middle of the league i think with that seahawks receiving core and of course russell wilson uh who is just you know he's hard to play against like not just because i'm a seahawks fan but everyone knows russell wilson's a hard quarterback to play against i'm feeling pretty confident about russell wilson having a good game and the receivers having a really good game because dk metcalf's probably only going to get better and tyler lockett we know is as good as he is, if, if not getting better as well. So against a mid-level, you know, a bunch of mid-level corners, I'm feeling pretty good about a, a big Russell Wilson game. Um, he, he seems to show up regardless on the road, at home, wherever. I, I just see a, I see a pretty good game coming from him. And the yeah, I, I don't even feel disrespected by that. I really don't. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Destin, you know, this Rocky sin is all over the place. The inconsistency is just off the charts. Xavier Rhodes is dealing with a calf injury right now. We don't know what the severity of that even is. And he's missed two days of practice and it's looking like he's going to miss this game. So, oh man, yeah, I'm scared to death about this, honestly. I mean, DK has come a long way. Tyler is just a flat out stud out of Kansas State. Um, but one matchup that I feel, oh, one that I had to say I feel good about I honestly have to say it, it, it's the offensive line for me uh, in, in the trenches. I, I got mad love for Pete Carroll. I got mad love for my boy LJ Collier out of TCU, uh, my favorite college TCU. Got mad love for him. But this th- this Puna Ford, Al Woods, I, I don't necessarily think that's, that, that's doing much uh, in the NFL. Former Colt Al Woods. Give him some Former credit here. Al, I ain't giving him credit. He was sorry. Uh, <laughs> you didn't say that when he look, was on the Colts. I'm sure you were probably. Yes, I did. <laughs> Destin, don't I call teams sorry? Don't um, I call guys sorry? Some guys kind of like, why the hell is Isaac Rochelle on this damn roster? That's you, what I ask. But, I will say that Michael will call out players if it directly correlates other players that he loves. Yes, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Why? I, that, that's a separate conversation. But when it comes to this matchup, man, I, I really don't see it as. Um, as a problem. I mean, even if Eric Fisher doesn't play, Julian Davenport is going to start. But, I mean, am I really looking at anyone that's going to beat him? Now, Benson Mayoa is a quality depth guy who I think could possibly even start in this league. He's going to be a guy that can come off the bench. But, I mean, the Colts, how considering how strong they are up front, pass block, run blocking, that's, that's definitely definitely a um a matchup that i'm pretty confident i have no no type of nervousness about that or anything at all all right fair enough i mean i told you that's his matchup i was most yeah. scared of and i think it's the most important matchup in the whole entire game so i can i, I would have to agree with you well i don't agree with you that it's not going to be a problem but i will agree with you this, this is this is the key matchup that de- decides the game and like I said earlier, it's all going to dictate on who's at left tackle um, and how they hold up. I mean, even if Eric Fisher plays, I mean, the dude's coming off a torn Achilles. Um, I mean, I really don't want him to play, honestly. I really don't. I'm leaning towards that as well. I think I would rather roll with Julian Davenport um, and 
throw out some help blockers there if you need. I mean, Zach Pascal's a really good run blocker, one of the best run blocking receivers in the NFL. Um, I think you could throw him on the outside. Jack Doyle and Mo Cox can hold their own as blockers. There's a lot of things you could do to help out the left tackle if needed. But do I think they're going to try to throw Jamal Adams over there at times uh, on Sunday? I do. I, I do think we're going to see Jamal Adams lining up over the left tackle at times um, just to be able to cause that speed issue where Davenport does struggle against speed rushers. Yeah, I think yep. you made a good point about just like everything you guys have said, unfortunately for you guys, there's a lot of questionable like injury moments. Uh, Eric Fisher, I know – Quinton Nelson was maybe going to miss some weeks because of his foot, just like Carson Wentz was going to miss some weeks because of his foot. And I just feel like the Colts fully healthy, like even as a Seahawks fan, they're a pretty big threat if Wentz is healthy and Nelson's healthy and Fisher's healthy. But a lot of what you guys are saying, the big question marks are, is the health going to be there? And it, 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 kind of, it plays a huge role, especially especially in week one where you don't even know what, what these guys are going to look like. Yeah. yeah. Well, what, what's your uh, what's your medical staff doing over here to rush <laughs> these people back so quick? Hey, like, what kind of somehow, some way they want an award this offseason. And I'll tell you, as a Colts fan for the last decade, um, I can't stand is, our medical staff. It feels like I we are in the I hate worst them. in the year, especially in training camp type injuries or preseason issues or lingering injuries. Those are my least favorite. Just uh, wait till the injury report comes out in week eight. It's going to be as long as my arm. Yeah, <laughs> but again, somehow the Colts staff, medical staff got literally given an award this offseason for the best medical staff in the NFL, um, and I, I almost like shit myself. I, I just couldn't. I just couldn't believe it. Yeah, they should yeah. call Andrew Luck and ask him about that award. Let's see. How yeah, he doesn't pick up the phone, uh, and we don't say his name yeah. on this podcast, George. We do not say his name. Okay? No, Andrew Luck. Talk. We're, not, we're not trying to cry yeah. right now. And, I don't think he's talked to podcast, one medical staffer. In our main podcast, I did proclaim that Andrew Luck was going to win two Super Bowls before he retires, and this was like four years, three years ago. So that was like his biggest take. He, his biggest he, he's take. still. I still am holding out hope somehow. You guys remember when? Uh, I think it was uh, Damashek for the for the NFL Network at the time when he worked there. Uh, he used to do the NFL, um, the NFL if um, National Football League if or whatever, where he would produce those videos of what if this happened. The what if Andrew Luck stayed healthy his whole career is just going to always be in my head. And um, th- now that you said his name, I'm just like thinking about it again. Uh, George, screw you, man. Um, I'm, so- I'm sorry, man. <laughs> Especially so- when you have Here's- rosters like you guys have now with a healthy Andrew Luck. It's, it's one of those like you could only imagine. And those are, there were those rumors this offseason that he was coming back. Remember that before Carson went. So Colts fans, I'm putting a tearjerker warning in this podcast officially. It's going to be in there for you guys. Um, too much Andrew Luck talk for this for this day. Should we just hey, turn look, this to an Andrew Luck conversation? Like, do you guys remember his game against the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs? Like, that was the greatest comeback in playoff history. So, look, guys, all, it was great. It was great having George and Sammy on today, guys. <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> look, man, I cried that night. I, I will. I'm mad enough to say that I cried that night, man. But speaking of things that we are sad and that possibly nervous about, it's time to get into nervous matchups that we are nervous for coming into this game. So it's going to be the same order. We're going to go with George. Destin, Sammy, then me. So, George, let, let's kick it off. All right, man. Well, I, I, I'm really worried about our cornerbacks covering any receivers, not just you, your team. Any receivers in the NFL that are corners, like Michael, Destin, we can line, you guys can line up over there and you can get you can get 12 yard outs against Trey Flowers. I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm 6'5, but I'm, I'm also like 315, 320. 
Uh, I don't know if I'm doing much damage at receiver. <laughs> so, any, uh, like, if anyone asks me any week, what am I worried about? It's our corners. We can't cover anyone. But in a weird way, we have Pete Carroll, who's maybe the best defensive back coach in maybe history of the National Football League, right? I mean, we, Seattle's so- a very deep, a very creative defensive team, just in general. They, they, general. they throw a lot of different coverages, a lot of different pass rushes. Um, so I think they're, Pete Carroll has ways to help hide um, how bad the defensive back group there, there is, especially the corners, obviously. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I understand the, the frustration. <laughs> Yeah, because one play, right? Like when you have bad defensive backs, like just takes one play, one blown coverage, and it's seven points. It's going to the house. So, oh, trust me, we- Chuck Pagano was our head coach. We know. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. So we just we we got it. We got to avoid the big play here. And I'm worried about our corners giving up the big play, especially with Carson Wentz, who does want to, who does take risks and take chances. Like if he sees a guy who has a step, he's going to take a deep ball risk, and maybe that will result in seven points. So that's that's the matchup I'm most nervous about. I believe I'm up next again. Um, I'm going to go the same realm um, for the Colts. I have been on record the entire off season that I am not a fan of this Colts cornerback room um, as a whole. I mean, I really like Kenny Moore. Um, he, he plays a lot in the nickel. He's going to go on the outside when needed. If, if Xavier Rose doesn't go, he's probably going to play a lot more than we want him to on the outside than being able to use him in that Swiss Army knife kind of role. Um, but Rocky Asin is a flip of a coin kind of guy. Um, if you get heads that day, he, he's going to play. He's going to go out and play aggressive, and it's going to be fine. If you land on tails, he's going to have five pass interferences called, each of them on the one-yard line to set up scoring plays. It's just, it's just you don't ever know. Um, I don't like the size in the cornerback room right now. I mean, TJ Carey is going to be the guy who gets to play on the outside if someone misses time or needs a snap off. And, and he's a smaller guy. He, to me, he's better in the interior as well. I really thought the Colts should have drafted a corner. And then you get a first first week matchup of I mean DK Metcalf's the bigger name right now, but I feel like people just don't understand how good Tyler Lockett is. T- yeah. Tyler Lockett is ridiculous. Um, I think in this game, um, I think Xavier Rhodes is going to end up missing. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and speak as if he's not playing. Um, I think Rocky Ascend is going to be the one on DK just because of how aggressive he is. Um, I think they're going to want that like muscle on muscle kind of battle um, and hope for the best there, especially because DK is the kind of guy who I'm not saying he pushes off in the NFL. That's not what I'm trying to say, um, but he does like to use his body and his hands to be able to make plays. Um, but DBs do it. So why can't the offensive player do it? Right. So He's physical. Yeah, for sure. So uh, then my biggest worry after that is Tyler Lockett, who, one of the better route runners in the NFL, ridiculous, is going to get TJ Carey <laughs> on the outside. Um, and exactly. <laughs> um, and that, that, I, that has me nervous. Um, I, that's why I think Kenny Moore is going to end up having to play a lot more outside. He's probably going to have to travel with a Tyler Lockett if we want to contain him. Um, if those listening to the podcast and not watching, I had a big finger drag on that just because containing Tyler Lockett is easier said than done but I am nervous I'm nervous to see what these corners can do but hey maybe Rocky Ascend's work this offseason is going to work out um, and DK Metcalf will be held to five receiving yards maybe five (laughs) don't think so (laughs) if if you want to set the over under at five I'll take the over if you want to bet the under (laughs) 
All right, Sam. For me, I don't want to go the same route as George with the corners because uh, it's a clear thing that we're all scared of here. And I think for both of us, both of our corner units here, (laughs) things we're scared of. But um, I'm going to go with our offensive line that's freaking me out because the Seahawks have been known for some trouble at offensive line the last couple of years. I think last year they finished dead in the middle somewhere with like a somewhere like 15th ranking and pass block. And it was okay, but our center position is awful. And it's, it's, it was, it's just really bad. And Dwayne Brown, great to have back, but he's practiced twice now. I think the last two days we just resigned him or just fixed his contract, restructure, whatever you want to call it. There's not much, you know, cohesiveness going on on this offensive line, and it directly can contradict what I'm confident about. If we're not going to get time for Russell Wilson, it's not going to look good for DK and Tyler Lockett and the wide receivers. And this is a constant battle for Seahawks fans where we have great offenses, but if the line isn't holding up for that game, it, it really doesn't work out well. So my biggest concern and my biggest worry is that offensive line. The center position is, I think, a really underrated position in football. Like a quarterback in the center really needs to be in sync and you need a good center to be successful. And the Seahawks don't have that. So it can really break down the offense if you don't, if you don't have a good center and your line's not playing well. So I'm going with the offensive line. I'm not that worried about the Colts defensive line. Uh, not like obviously not like a Rams level or some different teams, but um, it's not an off. It's not an awful defensive line, but if you have a bad offensive line in Seattle, it, it can be, hey, it can be a now, bad night. If your interior is what you're worried about, the interior defensive line is where the Colts make their money. Um, DeForest Buckner, obviously, in my opinion, yep. is the second best defensive tackle in football. Um, and people can argue me on that, but I think it's Aaron Donald in a tier of his own, of course. Yep. <laughs> and, then I, and then I have DeForest Buckner and then Chris Jones and guys like that are in that category as well, of course, but I would take Buckner over them. Yeah. Um, and here in Indy, we love big Grover, Grover Stewart, um, really just a great one tech in the NFL right now. Um, really, he, he wants to make the Pro Bowl this year, so starts week one. But hey, I'm not going to say Russell Wilson deserves Look. to have a bad offensive line right now, <laughs> but we had to watch Andrew Luck struggle. When Russell Wilson was a rookie, just getting the perfect situation handed to him. So I'm not going to say Russell Wilson deserves it, but he deserves it. <laughs> like, but I like to see it for him. <laughs> right. So it doesn't hurt you to see Russell Wilson struggle with offense. Hey, man, the interior is, is something that I agree with Destin on. I mean, even we have a backup named Isaac Rochelle, who is a menace. Okay. He can play both inside and out. He can get like easily two sacks in a game he's so good so good he might not even dress on Sunday I just keep asking why he's even on this roster I'll keep asking that for the remainder of my life but anyways ever since y'all got rid of Joey Hunt another TCU guy y'all been pretty bad at that position you know now he's on a practice squad commanding that down um but don't lie to the people man y'all the offensive line hasn't been good in Seattle for a number of years in my opinion I mean it's been better in some uh but lately Jesus I mean if just be glad that y'all don't have Philip Rivers type quarterback that Russell Wilson is the athlete that he is because if he wasn't yeah Pete, Pete Carroll would have been out a long time ago but Russell it. Wilson Russell Wilson saves it a little bit um the matchup that that has me nervous a little bit and obviously we can talk corners all day long and that's obviously the number one but I'm gonna go a little different here 
And this is a real matchup that people don't understand that goes on. But it's going to be Carson Wentz versus Bobby Wagner. That's what it's going to be. Two of the play callers on each side. Bobby's going to try and get everyone on defense in line, try to figure out what that offense is doing in Indy, get everyone lined up, the uh, the Puna Fords of the world, Al Woods of the world, the Carlos Dunlaps of the world, get them in the right gaps, get them in the right sequences of the defensive plays, stunts, whatever the case may be. Uh, Carson Wentz. Is he going to be able to read these defenses, figure out what Bobby is doing, figure out figure out what Cody Barton is doing, figure out what these safeties, if they're dropping in, they're dropping out, what are they going to do, sneak coverage, what are they going to do? It's going to be a battle that I don't think gets talked about enough in football. Uh, I have definitely expressed my concerns about Carson Wentz. He has, in my opinion, a lot of talent, but a lot of that, you know, you could have all the talent in the world, but the way he plays quarterback, I second guess sometimes. Um, in Philly last year, Jesus, that whole organization was trash. I, everyone sucked. Um, the head coach was fired, and Carson Wentz lost his job to freaking Jalen Hurts. Yeah, so I can't, <laughs> I can't get over that fact that he lost it to Jalen Hurts. That If he lost the job, hurts. it happens. But if it's the Hurts, Jesus. Uh, but, hey. I think that matchup is going to – oh, it, it's going to be big because it's the two play callers, probably the smartest guys on the football field, and which one is going to have their team in position to play better. You know, we talk about the coaches getting the team ready. Well, when you get on the field, now it's the quarterback's job. Now it's the middle linebacker, whoever the play caller is. Now it's their job, and I'm ready to see – Ready to see that happen. So moving on here, uh, we're going to go with some some little friendly bets, nothing serious or anything like that. Def- definitely nothing serious. I can't be betting the house on, on that or anything. But we're going to go with some stat line over under predictions for this Sunday's game. Okay, so we're going to start. But uh, real quick before we get into it, we have to remember that this topic is sponsored by One Call Technology. One Call Technology is a managed telecom service provider whose senior staff has 100-plus years of experience in virtually every aspect of business communications, business phone system installation and services, managed telecom service providers, telecom carrier managements, and high-speed internet. Head on over to One Call's website at www.onecalltech.com or give them a call at 888-585-8850 and tell them the blue stable sent you thank you to Justin adams for that quick uh ad read shout out to one call technology stat line over under predictions for this game okay we're gonna start with Wentz. the order here we're gonna go with um we're gonna go with george destin sam and then me so this first stat line prediction carson wentz 2.5 two and a half touchdowns in this game, are we taking the over or the under, George? I'm taking the under here, exactly two touchdowns for Carson Wentz. So now, real quick, I'm the one who made this list, and I'm still asking this question. Is this counting total touchdowns, so rushing or through the air? That's a good question. I, 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 I'm going to say total touchdowns, just, just, just to keep it consistent when Wilson comes up next. All right. Well, I'm so going under on Carson Wentz. Okay. Fair. 
Um, I so my projection for this week also has him at two touchdowns, so I'm also going to say under. Um, I also, like I said earlier, I really do think this is going to be a heavy rush attack. Um, I, I just like that matchup, and if I like it, I'm sure Frank Reich's already circled it as well. Um, so I really do think it's going to be an under um, two and a half touchdown week for Carson. And I'm, I'm going to go under as well. Once we get to my score predictions later, you'll probably know why, because I think these teams are just, I think there's, there's going to be a lot of just up and down throughout this game. And it's not, nobody's going to be throwing or, or running for three, four touchdowns. Just how I see it. So I'm going to go under and it's his first game with the Colts and a good, good running backs. So I'm just going to go under. All right. For Carson Wentz, two and a half. Uh, don't know if he's going to run for any. I just see the light bulb above Michael's head. Like, do I want to be different right now? <laughs> he's like, do, do I, I, do I want to be the one to say over just because? <laughs> but also, I mean, Desi, you got to remember how Frank Wright calls these games. I agree. He, call, he, he calls them very different from time to time, but sometimes also very consistent. And sometimes I really scratch my head about some of the play calls that he does. but He's a unique play caller for sure. He is a very unique play caller. Um, you know what, man? I'm actually going to go with the over. I think three touchdown passes in this game is going to be – is going to well, I mean, all of them are going to be to uh, Michael Pittman. Let's just uh, <laughs> say that, all three of them to Michael Pittman. And um, not this a is, good Now, start. this wasn't a question for it, but how many pass attempts do you feel like he's going to get week one? Carson? Yeah. I can't, I, if, you, if you think he's throwing three touchdowns, like how many times do you think we're throwing the ball to him? I'm not saying oh, I'm how, against it. I'm not saying it's like, out of the question. How many targets is Michael Pittman going to get? No. How many times is Carson throwing the ball on Sunday? If you think he's targeting P- Pittman every single time, I guess that answer is both. But 34. And like he, yeah, I was going to say, he better be throwing 30-something, high 30s if he's throwing three touchdowns. Hey, man, 30, hey, I'm not against but... it. I'm not against it. Again, I don't think it's out of the question. Now, it's I just not, don't think it's likely. It's not a uh, great start to my Mo Ali Cox leading the team in touchdowns prediction, but I'm still going to ride with my boy, okay? So the next topic here is going to be Russell Wilson. Again, the same line, two and a half. George, are you going with the over or the under? Man, this one's tough, but I'm going to go under as well. I think, again, two touchdowns for Russell Wilson. I think – when you get my score prediction at the end of the game, you'll see. I think we're going to score more than two touchdowns as a team, but I think two of them are going to be by Russell Wilson. Both pass. Um, I, I guess I'm just going to sound like the pessimistic Colts fan. I'm going to go over. I have him slated at three touchdowns. I, um, in my prediction for his fantasy value this week, um, I have one rushing and two passing touchdowns um, for Wilson. So I mean, that's why I asked the question earlier. I had to specify before we got into this because I didn't want to sound inconsistent when, if, if I dropped that article later this week um, and I say three touchdowns there. Um, but I do have Wilson at three touchdowns. All right. I'm – I'm going to go under as well. And as Seahawks fans, this is why George went under probably as well is you guys don't, I don't know. You're not as deep in it every week. It can get really messy, especially <laughs> early in the season. Like Russell Wilson will look good, but everything, the games just get messy. And I'm, I'm not sure if I'm going to be seeing three touchdowns from Russell Wilson. We might get three touchdowns from the Seahawks in total, but I don't know if I, if I could, if I can guarantee three touchdowns from Russell Wilson. So I'm going under. I 
I think I'm over under. Uh, I think I'm gonna go under. I think I'm, and I'm gonna put it at two. The only reason why I say that is because depending on how the game goes, are they in the red zone? Are they inside the ten? Are they inside the five? Whatever offensive play they're trying to get, and if the Colts match it up pretty well, you would think, oh, Russell's running for it. But this duo at linebacker, Bobby Okereke and Darius Leonard, or Darius Leonard and Bobby Okereke, two very, very athletic, fast, rangy linebackers, um, can, can, can hunt Russell Wilson down. And I even said the same thing about Lamar Jackson last year. And in the first half, Darius Leonard did a great job of limiting Lamar Jackson on his leg. So I think it could be the same thing this year. I was going to go the over, but thinking about, you know, sometimes our defensive coordinator likes to spy on these types of quarterbacks that can really use their legs, not just use them just to get first downs, but are game changing legs. Um, I'm going to go with the under on that one. So that's for Russell Wilson. Now the next one is going to be the Colts. Going for a hundred rushing yards now. I'll this just, as a team, this I'll, as a team, look, not as just Jonathan look, Taylor. But. <laughs> this is as a team. The Colts going for a hundred rushing yards. So I'll save my comments for when it's my turn. But George, let's start it off. Yeah, man. I think there's both teams are going to be running the ball a lot in this game. I think it's going to be a lot of ball control. I think uh, it's an easy one for me. I think the Colts are going to easily get over a hundred yards rushing. I think there's actually going to be a lot of yards in total in this game. So I'm going to have to easily take the 100 yards rushing for the Colts uh, on this one. Yeah, I mean, this whole podcast, I've been preaching that I think this is going to be a heavy rush dosage for the Colts this week. So I'm definitely hammering the over um, for over 100 yards as a team. I mean, there's just way too many contributors now, especially that I mean, we'll see if the foot injury limits Carson Wentz um, as a rush as a runner as well. But I mean, that adds a whole new element after watching Phillip Rivers last year, who I think played really well last year. But I mean, Old Man Rivers was still stuck in the pocket. Yeah, this is tough. Because um, I don't think Wentz is going to be using his legs too much early on. And I have a feeling the Seahawks are going to take a little bit of a lead. Um, so I'm going to go under. I, I can, I'm going to – I'm slightly under, yeah, I very like slight. Hey, hey, I, I like it. I, I disagree. Go, I disagree, sometimes. but I like it. Yeah, but like you got to be a contrarian sometimes. I just think, you know, we might be sitting on a Jonathan Taylor at 85 yards and it's the fourth quarter and, you know, maybe down three and you're going to be passing the ball. So I'm going to go under. Okay, I'll just say this. If the Colts do not even against this defense, <laughs> if we don't even get 150 rushing yards, our offensive line either sucks or Frank Wright called a horrible offensive game. Let's just say that. Um, but. Also, before I say my over-under, I do want to say I do not want to see a heavy dose of Jonathan Taylor. I really don't because watching these injuries happen, when a guy as young as Jonathan Taylor is, he didn't do a snap of any preseason, did some practice, but we all know your speed in practice is not the same speed as you go in the game. The jump cuts, the movements that you just do with your calves, your ankles, your hamstrings, all that stuff, to go from that to immediately on game game day get 25 carries, hard carries, I want the Colts to be very careful about that. I want everything in week one, everything spread out. 
Jonathan Taylor, Jonathan Taylor, Marlon Mack, everyone gets carries. Everyone gets carries. So with Jonathan that, Taylor, fantasy I owners say, right now are turning the podcast off. Michael, what are you trying to do here? Well, they, they like can Oprah, the you get a car, you get a carry, you get look, a carry, look, you get a carry. They can turn off their fantasy leagues all they want. I don't give a damn. I don't benefit from it, so I don't even benefit from my own. Um, but. Here's he's a se- he's a second there's, year running back. Let him a, let him do his thing. He's young. Let him run. Oh, right, yeah, right. Like like J.K. We, Dobbins we, was just a second year running back, huh? That was All a right. Hey, you, okay. can, you can't be okay. scared anyways, of injuries that anyways, much. Come on, anyways, I agree. They're anyways. freak accidents. Injuries are freak accidents. They're hard to prepare for. I mean, yeah. Jonathan Taylor can get five snaps on Sunday, and the third one be the one where he hurts himself, and then he tries two more, and he's down for the game. Like, not, knock on wood, my man. Yeah, I'm just saying. Hey, like man, in general, Mac didn't take any preseason. Again, he didn't take any preseason snaps. And look what happened last year. Didn't take any preseason snaps because there was no preseason. But I'm just saying. Okay, don't jinx us, Destin. Don't jinx us. Nervous, Nancy. Give him the rock. Anyways, anyways, no, don't give him the rock. Give him like 15 carries and a water bottle. Give him that. Um, So I'm going to go over, easily over. I'm actually hoping for 200 rushing yards. Again, if we do not get over 150 against this defense, we're doing some, some big things wrong, in my opinion. So heavy dose of both triple freaking taylor hines mac hell we even got a fourth running back jordan wilkins i don't know if he's gonna get any run but hey we'll we'll see but i'm definitely taking easily taking the over on that next one is gonna be seattle it's gonna be seattle the same thing as a team will they reach 100 rushing yards so again so we'll start with george destin sam and then myself yeah, man, I think uh, I think we're gonna get over 100 rushing yards. I think Chris Carson's gonna be able to get some uh, yards on the ground, but let's not forget Russell Wilson also puts up some yards on the grounds. I mean, if Russell Wilson only puts up 27 to you know between 27 and 35 yards, you get Carson putting up you know hopefully 70 to 80. There's almost 100 right there by itself, and then you got some. You, you get a couple more from a couple other contributors like DJ Dallas and Rashad Penny. Yeah, I could easily see us going over 100 yards. Yeah, so I mean, this is uh, personally, I'm I'm gonna go under. I love Chris Carson. I want I want to say that first and foremost. Now, when I've done a lot of film breakdowns for myself this week, um, watching Seattle last year, it really feels like Carson does a lot of his work in the interior. They really like to find the gaps um, in between the center and guards at times to really find his holes and let him do his work after that. Um, and the Colts do not give gaps there. Um, if you watch the Colts last year, it just there are very few holes that are going to be given in that area. Um, and the thing with the edge rushers that we have, I think there's a big question mark for the Colts right now at pass rush and what we're going to be able to produce year one with some of these young guys. But almost every guy that's going to be lining up in the edge this year ha- is really talented at stopping the run. Um, if Ben Banigou gets out there, Alquadim Muhammad is a really good run stopper. I think Quiddy Pay showed in college last year, even when he wasn't able to get the sacks, that he was able to stop the run at a consistent rate. And then you have Buckner and Grover in the middle. I, I think it's going to be an under um, week just because, again, I think Carson likes to run up the middle. I did not see much attempt to be able to break Carson outside last year at least. Um, now we'll see what they do this year. And I just don't really like – 
any of the names behind him um, in that running back room right now. Um, I know they drafted a guy a few years ago that's just not been able to stay healthy. But I'm, I'm going to go under, um, and I'll, I'll bite the bullet if I'm wrong. Well, shockingly, I know everybody's uh, – it sounds like everybody's going the opposite of me here with the – you know, you had the, everyone thought it was weird for going under on the Colts, but I'm going over on the Seahawks. And there's one reason I agree with you that I think it might be a slower night for the Seahawks running backs. I could see us capping somewhere at 60 to 70 yards, but Russell Wilson, when our offensive line is not in tune, tends to find a way to sneak out 25 to 35 yards. I think he's, I uh, guess career, I think he's averaging somewhere between like four and 500 yards every single season He'll get you that 35 rushing yards, especially when it breaks down. He gets those two or three first downs for 10 yards every single game. So I'm only taking the over because of Russell Wilson, probably just cracking it for them with that, with that 25 to 35 yards just on broken plays. And he's, if not the best, one of the best in doing it, uh, not comparing it to Lamar Jackson types, but just for like pure quarterbacks to just find a way. I, I, he's the best in the league in uh I think, I, I think, think Sammy just called Lamar Jackson a running back. Did everybody hear it? Basically. <laughs> I didn't mean in that way. I'm just saying it's no, a little I different styles. Here comes Ravens <laughs> yeah. Twitter. You understood exactly where I was going with that. Hey, I can't like, imagine we had many Sammy, Ravens fans listening. Sammy, Sammy, if you, if you think you're going to stand alone, you're not. I have been questioning Lamar's arm talent for his first two seasons. I keep asking him to show me something through the air, not on the ground. That's what I'm saying. I, I keep asking it. And it's okay if you want to compare Russell Wilson to Lamar Jackson. Russell Wilson is MVP caliber. He's also got more Super Bowls than Lamar Jackson, more playoff experience, more winning game-winning drives, done a lot more with his legs than Lamar Jackson has, a lot more accurate velocity, arm strength, all that stuff more than Lamar Jackson. So in case you would be comparing Lamar to Russell, not Russell to Lamar. Let's not disrespect I, I like that. I love that. Let's I not like disrespect Russell, Russell Wilson now. He is a bad man. Okay. I think not too many um, people hate on Russell. You know, like no, as much he's as like, not. everyone he's likes a, him, I feel like. Yeah. Um, we're lucky to have him. I'm I'm with Sam. I'm I'm with Sammy. Behind this offensive line, I mean what, Destin? I mean, we went seasons without a 100 yard rusher because of how pathetic our offensive line was. But with Russell Wilson, and I agree, you can get you can muscle six, 70, 60, 70 rushing yards from your run running back core. But Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson. We need to stop disrespecting this man and understand what type of game he brings to the field. He can do it all with his arm or with his feet. And I mean, that that's just what it is. So I'm gonna take the over again. Uh, is there gonna be many opportunities downfield? I don't know. I don't know what the health status is going to be. I don't know anything right now. But I could also picture between in between the 20s, not in the red zones, in between the 20s, Matt Eberflus putting a heavy dose of pass coverage on our linebackers, which would free the field for Russell Wilson to do some damage. So I'll take the over. I'll take the over. I'm with you on that. Moving into the sacks game, okay, two and a half sacks for the Colts now when it comes to the touchdowns you can't get two and a half touchdowns you just can't do that but in sacks you can you can get two and a half sacks so for the Colts are we taking the over or are we taking the under George 
Well, we're taking the over, man. I mean, there's one thing that the Seahawks love to do is give up some sacks. Um, we are uh, Russell Wilson tends to hold the ball a lot in the pocket and run around quite a bit in the backfield, whether that's his own doing or because his offensive line breaks down so much, a little bit of both, uh, let's be honest. And uh, in general, I, I just see us getting sacked more than two and a half times. And I don't know if that's actually, you know, going to, it, with the Seahawks, we just tend to give up more sacks. And sometimes it's not really because we're our, I don't know how to say it the best way, but it's not like the biggest. Sometimes because Russell Wilson's running around in the backfield, it's not just like a negative play where you're losing seven yards. You're losing a yard or two yards because he's trying to scramble and create something out of nothing. Yeah, I'm going to go the over as well. Um, I think Buckner might be able to get to himself just because I feel like whenever he's lined up against a – subpar interior line last year we saw him put up multi-sack games um so i really do think we're gonna see that from him tomorrow now the edge rushers are young i'd love to see quitty pay get a sack um in his rookie debut regular season wise of course um i'd love to see it um we just don't know yet i mean we'll, we'll see how all that plays out but the edge rushers are really young but i really do think they can get three yeah, I'll keep it simple on this one. Just say yes over because uh, the center position's awful. You guys have a good interior. And as George said, Russell Wilson likes to hold the ball. It's a pro and con sometimes. It's the one con I have of Russell Wilson. He likes to hold the ball a lot and make magic happen. But sometimes that causes more sacks. So I think three is extremely achievable. Um, I don't know. We have a guy named Al-Kadi Muhammad starting for some reason, and I really don't know why. So, um, hell, I'll – can I go even? Can, can, can I do even, Destin? And, I mean, you have more ways to lose that way, but I like the aggressiveness. Okay, I'll go even. I'll, I'll go even. I'll go right at two and a half. If we're exactly uh, at two and a half. I, I'll, I'll tweet I, out a congratulations to you. Exactly two and a half. Look, I've – for those who have been following the show – you, you, you know that I have questions about this pass rush. Um, yes, you're going up against a very weak Seattle offensive line, but have we proven to be able to win those one-on-one -on -one battles? Have we been able to do that? DeForest Buckner is going to freaking get chop blocked, triple teamed. Uh, running back is going to chip in, so he's going to get quadruple teamed. Grover Stewart's probably going to get double teamed. So it's really going to be, is it – Quiddy Pay that's going to win one-on-ones. Is it going to be Ben Banigou? I could be Muhammad. We don't know what's going to go on with Kamoko Toure yet. What's going to happen? So, also, I the awareness of Russell Wilson, his ability to get away from sacks. Uh, so, I'm going dead even at two, at two and a half for me. It's just I can't go over. I can't go over on a position I've had questions about all offseason. Now, now, this is going to be a fun one. Uh, the Seahawks, two and a half sacks. Are we going over or under, George? Another one I'm going over. I think that this defensive line, I mean, Jamal Adams is going to get one. Carlos Dunlap's going to get one. And I'm just waiting for one more guy to come in there and get one. I really think Carson Wentz also tends to hold on to the ball quite a bit. And this defensive line, we're going to put up a lot of exotic schemes. And I think uh, Carson Wentz, you know, who's less mobile right now, who's actually a pretty mobile quarterback when he's healthy, but he's coming off a foot injury. So I think he's going to have not have his mobility there and we're going to get over two and a half sacks. 
I won't tell you when I when I was developing the show today, this was the the one that I circled that I knew I was going to struggle the most on, because overall, I think Carson Wentz holds on to the ball too long. But Frank Reich's system, the way Frank Reich coaches quarterbacks, he wants the ball out fast. Yeah. Um, like he like Frank Reich, you can see he doesn't get upset on the sideline too often. But when the quarterback holds on to the ball too long, he'll he'll get into someone like he'll he'll rip into a quarterback i mean he used to do it to andrew luck because andrew luck was big on holding on to the ball too long and we're just going to see what we see this week but i'm gonna go under um just because i trust i trust frank reich a lot more than maybe i should Um, i'm gonna say under um hopefully with carson Wentz injury going on anyway and probably not being at a hundred percent even though he's probably playing um that he's probably not at a hundred percent so we'll see what happens but i'm saying under Football gods, do me well. Justin, I actually agree with you here that it's going to be under because uh-huh. you made a good point. Carson Wentz is – first of all, it's his first game in Indianapolis. He's going to – I don't think he's going to try to do too much, especially having a bad foot. He's not going to hold on to the ball and try to run and sprint out of, you know, bad moments. I think he's going to throw away the ball a lot if, if things aren't going well. Um, and I agree with George, we'll maybe get one from, from Adams and maybe like one from Dunlap, but you have to remember our corners are so bad. I don't know what they're going to do about blitzing too much because there's, 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 there's some point where you're going to need a safety, like Jamal Adams back there, even though he's not a great pass coverage guy, but like, you're going to need some people back there if your corners continue to be awful. So I, I just don't really know what we're going to be doing with blitz packages. And of course, last but not least, the Colts offensive line is really good. So um, it's hard to bet against it when you have an O-line that's that good. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go under, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm going under. Uh, they don't have any pass rush. Bobby Wagner is going to be too busy in pass coverage. Jamal Adams is overrated. overrated. Oh. I'm going under. As a pass rusher, you think he's overrated? No, as an overall safety, he's overrated. I was like, because he's the best pass rushing safety in the league, and it's not. Close. I mean, if he was an outside yeah, linebacker, not a safety. He's, he's not like even a safety. If, he was, if he was an outside yeah. linebacker, okay. Like, but it, if he's for anyone listening that used to play the college football games, greatest game ever, obviously. Um, the the players, back. the players that you would recruit that were just athletes. They didn't even have a position. They're like, you put me out there somewhere, but I'm a five star athlete. That's what Jamal Adams is. Exactly. I mean, he might be a top 10 pass rusher in the league. So uh, not, not safety, but he's, he's a good pass rusher. <laughs> okay. Uh, sorry. Got sidetracked here real quick. Uh, but two and a half. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going under on that. I just don't have any faith in that whatsoever. So now we're going into takeaway, something very interesting. Uh, Colts 1.5. At takeaways, are we going to go with the over or the under, George? I'm going under here. Uh, I think Russell Wilson is not going to turn over the ball much. Maybe one turnover on a fumble or something like that. But overall, I think we play a pretty clean game here. And we're going to go under on the turnovers overall. I'm going to go under as well. Now, the Colts want 40 turnovers this year, so they're going to need more than one a game. Um just doing the math in my head. Uh, you need more than one a game in an eight, in a 17 game season, but I'm going to go, I'm going to go, they end up having one. And now I will say, I think if the Colts are able to force two, um, praise the Lord, if three turnovers in this game, that's going to be huge. If they're going to want to pull away this win in week one. Um, but I'm, I'm going to say under, I just think Russell early on in almost every season I've watched Russell, 
he, he's a lot more conservative of a passer in the first few weeks of the season. I mean, I think it's why we saw him throw a little bit more interceptions near the end of last year was because he was taking more risks as the year went on. The offensive line was obviously an issue. The defense was allowing a lot of points. So Wilson was having to play a lot of hero ball, obviously. But I, I, I just feel like early on in the season, Wilson's pretty just prime. Like, he's just really good at not turning the ball over early in the season. Yeah, that's why I'm going the same way. Uh, I think it's going to be under. I, I could see Russell, worst case, throwing maybe an interception, you know, like a bad one at the end. but Or, if you know, maybe a fumble happens here or there. Chris Carson tends to lose the ball sometimes. But like you said, Russell Wilson tends to be a little more conservative in the beginning of the year. He played really well last year in the beginning, of course, but more conservative in the sense that Really He's well not, is probably an understatement. He, he was probably the MVP favorite for the first seven weeks of the season. Absolutely. Yeah, I think he was he was on pace for like 50 something, 50 something touchdowns. touchdowns. Yeah. yeah, but it's it's he he tends to not be throwing a lot of picks early in the season. So I'm just gonna go with the under. Um, I think this like like we've all been saying, I think this is gonna be a lot of you know, a hard nosed game, ground and pound, kind of like very blue collar in some type of way. So I just don't see too many turnovers happening in general. One point five takeaways. You know, I'm gonna go under zero takeaways for the Colts defense. Zero out. Zero. I think Seattle would do a good job of protecting the zero football. takeaways would be a big shot in the forty takeaway prediction. <laughs> I mean. I don't. I, I don't play for the Colts. I'm just. Oh, talking I'm with about you. It. I'm I mean, with you. I'm just telling I, you. I'm just. I'm just saying. I mean, if I was, if I was on the Colts, then I would say, yeah, that, screw that team. They sorry ass. I mean, we're gonna take get five of them. But I don't play for them. Unfortunately, I'm not getting paid millions. But hey, I'll, I'll go no takeaways. Now the same thing for the Seahawks. Are they gonna get one and a half takeaways over under George? All right, Seahawks are also going to go under. I think this is a clean, 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 clean football game. I think uh, I think Carson Wentz is well aware about his turnover uh, bug that he had last year, and I think he's going to be a lot more careful with the ball than usual. So I think in general, both uh, I think there's going to be a careful game by the Colts. A lot of running, a lot of play action, a lot of safe passes under one and a half turnovers. I'm going to go over um, just because of some the the youth that's going to be out there um, that for this first week. I'm just, I, I, I'm expecting some nerves. I'm expecting some first week jitters. Um, Carson, I mean, he's a, he's a risk taker. I could see him throwing a pick for sure. Um, and then with the young receivers and young special team guys that are going to be out there. I could see a fumble happening and I'd rather predict it now and not be surprised later. Um, so I'm going to say over. I'm going to say over two interceptions by Carson Wentz. I'm going to say over, uh, you know, it's going to be his first game. I'm expecting a lot of nerves. I'm expecting a lot of uh, come out and let me set the world on fire. Let me prove a lot of people wrong. Let me prove a lot of doubters wrong. Um, and he's going to feel pressure to go out there and gunsling and try and go for the big throw. So I'm going to expect. Especially because uh, you're only letting Jonathan Taylor run the ball 15 times. Yeah. So 
That's fair. Uh, I'll go. I'll go two interceptions. I'll go over. So now that we got those over unders out of here, now it's time to get into some game predictions. Okay, there's a lot Uh-oh. of ways that this can go. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna go with George again, Destin, Sam, and then me. So George, man, to wrap this show up, let's get into some br- predictions. Start us off. All right. So the final score is gonna be three to five. No, I'm kidding. Um, it's gonna be five. I'm still waiting for the three to five football NFL football game. That is that was, a score of gummies that never happened. I don't know. I don't know when was the last time that happened. But no, 31 27, the Seattle Seahawks win the game. I think it's been a very clean football game. I think it's going to be a lot of running, but I also think both defenses are going to struggle stopping the other team from scoring in the red zone. I have the Seahawks winning 31 27. And I feel like both teams are going to actually come out of this game saying, hey, you know what? We're happy with this team. I think both teams are. I mean, my division, you know, for our my podcast that I do, uh, I, I predicted the Seahawks to win the division. I predicted the Colts to win the division. So I actually think both teams are going to come out of this division game saying, hey, we're both good teams, but the Seahawks ended up winning the football game. Yeah, if you're listening and you follow me on Twitter, um, I've went on record saying, I think the Colts match up worse with the Seahawks than the Rams in this first two weeks matchup. Um, just because of how creative Pete Carroll is on the defensive end of the ball. Um, I mean, Michael said earlier, there's not a lot of pass rushers on this Seahawks defense, but they're so creative with their pass rushes, their stunts that they run. Um, I, I just really think with the youth that's going to be on this offensive side of the ball and just the inexperience in the system with Carson Wentz being, he's, he's had six practices this whole off season because it's just been plagued with whether it was a, covid close contact or the foot injury um he's had six practices as a colt and i'm just expecting so i'm I'm gonna go 27 to 20 seattle and the horrendous opening day opening week curse that the colts have where they just haven't won an opening game in years Um, i'm gonna say 27 20 seattle and the colts have the ball at the end and that'll be one of carson's interceptions I, I can't complain with that too much. Uh, you're picking, you're picking the Seahawks and I'll take it. And I, I'm going to, I'm going to agree with what George was saying. Like I I'm taking the Seahawks as well. Um, but I'm, it's not in a shot at the Colts because I also think the Colts are one of the most maybe underrated, undervalued, whatever you want to call it teams in football, as long as Carson Wentz shows up. I mean, Philip Rivers, like you said, last year played pretty well, uh, some people think not that well, whatever. He played good enough. If Carson Wentz plays good enough, this Colts team is going to be a problem for a lot of teams. But I have the Seahawks winning 17-13. They always tend to have weird-ass scores. So I'm going to go 17-13. Not a lot of touchdowns. There's going to be just a lot of weird things that happen throughout the game, as always. I feel like that happens with the Colts and the Seahawks, actually. I feel like it happens with both those teams a lot. So 17-13. Um, so 13, that either means that Hot Rod misses an extra point or you have him making three field goals. I like it. Could be either one. Two <laughs> field goals. Two field goals. Two field goals. I'm, I'm going for a lot of field goals. Is what I'm I like thinking. it. I like it. Start Hot Rod this week, Sammy said. <laughs> that's that's the key. I'm, that's my advice for the week. <laughs> I'm, I'm just shocked that George has Seattle winning the division. That That's what I'm shocked about. Uh, really? That's – I mean – it's going to be a fun Arizona, division to watch. Arizona, San Francisco, division. if Trey Lance gets that starting job, L.A. I was going to say, how did you say the Rams last? I, I would say the Rams are the hardest competition First. for Seattle. 
Well, I mean, I'm not trying to rank them in order, but <laughs> obviously the Rams are going to be that favorite. I, I'm honestly shocked hey, that best, you went with best division, Best division in football either way. Oh, easily. Either. Easily. Easily. Any um, team can win it, literally. I honestly actually had Seattle missing the playoffs from that division, mm. honestly, uh, because I just think both conferences are just incredibly deep, honestly. Um, for this game, oh, man. Dude, for for once in a while, I really don't know what to expect about about this Colts team. I've known Peyton Manning, known Andrew Luck, known Jacoby Brissett, even knew Phillip Rivers, never took a snap as a Colts quarterback, but I've watched him for 10 years. I knew what to expect of him. I don't know what to expect from Carson Wentz. I don't know what to expect from the secondary who's going to be healthy. I don't know what to expect from the left tackle situation. I don't know what to expect from the edge rush situation um it's been the constant questions that i've had and until i can really sit down and see if this team can answer those questions i can't put the biggest vote of confidence in that team so i'm gonna go with seattle in this game uh this this is one of those opening games where i think russell wilson is going to give us one of those virtuoso performances to you know that arrival of don't forget who i am Patrick Mahomes is elite. Kyler Murray is on the upcome. Tom Brady's still here, but I'm I'm the motherfucker that's still here. That that that's who I am, and he's gonna remind people of that. Unfortunately, um, so I'm gonna go with Seattle. I'm gonna take them thirty-three to. I'm gonna take them thirty-three to twenty-four. I I I'm gonna take Seattle. I I want to take the Colts, obviously, but. I mean, matching up, I do think this is a good matchup for either team, but uh, I, I feel like there are more answers on Seattle, even though they might be not be the greatest answers. We know what they are, but for the Colts, we just don't know yet. And I've been on record. If the quarterback and Edra's position can be what we hope they can be, this team is going far. This team is going far. You got the offensive line, got the weapons, you got all that. If those two positions get figured out, this this team's winning the division going to the playoffs. That, that's what they're doing. So for this game, though, week one, they're going to lose to Seattle, in my opinion. I'm going to act like I'm shocked on Twitter. I'm going to be uh, angry. Maybe. I don't know. I'll probably still be asking myself why Isaac Rochelle's on the roster. But other than that, uh, do we have any other closing remarks from Destin or George and Sammy? I've just got to say I'm, I'm very proud of my Seattle Seahawks. We've got a 4-0 sweep. All four picking on a, Seahawks. Cult, on a cult uh, podcast. Yeah, I, I can't I can't say much other than <laughs> this is probably a lot to do with how great Russell Wilson is, and I'm so thankful. Hey, the Colts lost to Je- the Colts lost to Gardner Minshew on his rookie start last year, week one. Um, the curse the curse affects no matter who the quarterback is. Um, the curse is on my mind. I had to do it. Um, I was really hoping Mike would be the optimist today, um, so we wouldn't have no one pick the Colts on a Colts podcast. But hey. Um, it's, 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 it's a prediction. Um, and Hey, I'm willing to be wrong. I'm willing, I'm going to be there Absolutely. in person at the game ready for Lucas oil to be rocking. And if Wilson wants to throw five picks and just make me wrong on everything, I'm down. Yeah. I, I kind of like that. I mean, at the end of the day, you're in a no lose situation. Either you get your prediction, right. Or your team wins. Love I mean, it. if I lose, I, I, I still, still lost. I'm still going to be sad. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather, I'd rather hey. be wrong then my yeah. prediction be right here. I think a really good matchup 
that right now he's not a starter, so I didn't name it. But Isaiah Rogers versus Tyler Lockett, I think, will be good. I think will be good. Isaiah Rogers has the speed. I think he's been working on it. And like I said on the last show, I think Isaiah outplays Rock for cornerback two this year. There's there's no way that Kenny Moore is not traveling with Tyler Lockett, especially if Xavier Rose doesn't play. So the reason you didn't mention the matchup is because it's not going to happen. Probably, (laughs) probably. But, but, hey, I – I just can't thank George and Sammy enough for coming on. Uh, thank you for responding to us. Thank you for uh, – I don't even know what time it is over there. I'm not sure if we're cutting into y'all's time of work or day or anything like that. But, again, thank you guys for joining the show. Destin, uh, it was good to have you back. Very good to have you back. It was kind of feeling a little lonely, you know. When when I debate with Marcus, I get a little sad because I I, I miss Destin and Rashad. That's that's the truth. Um, oh, he missed oh, us, guys. But hey, we're gonna get Rashad back soon. Hurricane Ida did our boy in. He had to evacuate. He doesn't have internet. He just got back to his home in New Orleans, so he's getting all that met, worked out. And we're gonna get Rashad back, and all three of us will be back, and it'll be me and Rashad versus Michael, like the good old days. Oh but, Jesus! But yeah, George and Sammy super thankful for coming on man super thankful we could talk football hey football's back i'm excited to watch the seahawks but i'm more excited to watch the colts obviously um but hey i'll make sure to message you both when the colts prove us all wrong and win sunday hey man well i want to thank you guys for having us on again man it's our pleasure man you guys are awesome and uh keep up the good work it was a lot of fun yeah thank you and if uh we're ever in indy or in uh in Dallas, or if you guys are ever in Phoenix, when we're in Phoenix or Seattle, let us hey, know. We're all we're all places. moving to Columbia. We've already decided. We're going to Columbia. Oh, Jesus. If you're in any of those places, let's get a beard again. Amen. All right. Okay. Well, you heard it here, guys. You heard it here again. <laughs> Shout out to George and Sammy. Guys, where can we find you on Twitter? Uh, at Sant Seattle, S-O-N-T Seattle. It st- stands for Sports on Tap Seattle. Um, that's where you can find us everywhere for our Sports on Tap Seattle podcast. So, uh, we appreciate that, and uh, you'll find our personal accounts there too. So yeah. just check us out. All right, and, uh, guys. Go Hawks. All right, guys. Well, make wow. sure y'all follow them. Make sure y'all are following us on Twitter, subscribing and liking this video on YouTube, subscribing it to us on Apple Podcasts, Apple iTunes, wherever you find your Colts podcast. So, guys, once again, thank you for tuning in for this episode. The next time we're going to be talking to you, I'm either going to be pissed off or I'm going to be happy. Whichever one, it's going to be an, an entertaining show. And Destin, hopefully Rashad will be back again. I am ready for it. I am going to wake up maybe at six in the morning, just ready for football, not knowing that I have to wait another six hours for the game to start. So, (laughs) hey, I just can't wait. So, again, this has been the Blue Stable, the official Colts podcast of Fan Sided. Thank you again. We will see you next week. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.